0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Vagicine Podcast. It's Vanessa here. Just wanted to remind you of a few things before we get into the show. Remember to rate and comment on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts. The podcast is now on Spotify, it's on SoundCloud, it's on Stitcher, it's on Google Music, wherever you are. Make sure you follow it, you subscribe, and comment where you can. Also on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you leave a review because that helps other people find the podcast as well. Make sure you tell a friend or a few of them about the podcast. Follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Vagisteam. And while you're listening, use the hashtag Vagisteam to let others know that you're listening and I'll find you. I'll talk with you. I want to know what you think about the episode and let me know. If you have any questions, make sure you send me an email at vagisteam at gmail.com. Also, you can support this podcast by leaving a few coins. This is an independent podcast and all your coins go right into making this podcast amazing. So you can find out about that by going on vagisteem.com and you will see the donate button. Make sure you send your questions, thoughts, and opinions to me at vagisteam at gmail.com. And remember, vagisteam is on tour. So if you work at a college, you got a bot mitzvah coming up, you need a little learning circle going on, Call me, hit me up, and make sure you check out Vaggistim.com. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Vagisteam podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. Today, we are talking about threesomes with a fan favorite, I believe now. We have fan favorites now. Luna. <laughs> Luna Matadas, how are you,
1: Luna? Hey, I'm so great, and I'm so glad to be back on the podcast. Yay! I had such a great time last time talking about eating buttholes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. An update from that. First of all, all of y'all have, you know, I, I feel like I feel like this topic, like, really. Like if people were already feeling comfortable with this podcast, like it just really broke it down how comfortable people were. Because I had a whole bunch of DMs after the show that were like, listen, I I appreciate you asking them questions, but I don't know. Or like, you know what? I'm going to drop down do the strategy of, you know, cleaning, doing the finger and we'll, (laughs) and I'm gonna try it out this weekend. So I am so (laughs) grateful that you're back. And I'm so thankful that we are on and talking about another topic that so many people have been asking me about, I believe for the last, I think it's been like the last eight months, people have been like, I wanna, you know, introduce a threesome to my partner or I wanna talk to my partner about a threesome, but I don't know how to do it. So you know what, y'all, I had to I had to look far and wide. I had to make sure I had the right person to have this conversation with. So here we are, bringing my girl Luna back.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited. It's totally my most popular workshop when I teach, too. Yay. And it's, like, one of the most popular requests I get when people are interested in kind of exploring any kind of fantasy. It's always about, like, more bodies in their bedrooms. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see, okay, we're going to get, you know what, of course, Luna, you're my girl. So, of course, like, as we're talking, I'm a, I'm going to tell you what my thing is with threesomes because i'm gonna just roll it into the conversation but amazing (laughs) to get into this to yeah to jump right into it like you said this is your most popular workshop so why do you think it's your most popular workshop and what got you into teaching folks about just like this whole thing around having conversations or engaging in threesomes
1: Yeah. I I mean, sometimes people be like, how did you become a group sex teacher? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, first of all, don't tell my mom. <laughs> Second of all, like, I had a lot of terrible group sex, just like mm. shitty experiences with swinging and threesomes mm-hmm. and um, moresomes. And so from all of those, I really started to look for more information. I was like, well, am I the only one getting jealous in the middle of things? Mm. Am I the only one like feeling left out at times, but thinking that this was a really sexy idea? And so a lot of um, where I started with developing content around how to have a threesome and how to have um, sex with more bodies is also kind of recognizing how when I had more bodies around, I had more emotions to manage, mm. like my own and other people's, right? like it's, like, hard enough managing, like, one person's emotions, but the drive for the fantasy is is so sexy. Like, we've seen it in tons of pop culture stuff and movies, and um, it's often presented in movies as a really sensual kind of experience that just sort of organically (laughs) happens because everyone's, like, feeling each other. And, like, it really portrays a lot of, like, the female-female-male sort of scenarios. And then in porn, it's, like, super popular, but it also focuses more on, like, the physical positions, and now you have you know, more holes available and more genitals. And um, there's nothing about the fact that someone's getting jealous that, you know, you look like you're enjoying the other person more than your Mm. partner. Right? So Yeah. I kind of wanted to talk with people about, you know, how can you kind of think about some of these risks beforehand, but keep your sexy kind of intentions along the way. And then what does happen if like the shit hits the fan and, you know, you you don't want to be that person who's jealous in a threesome, but you end up being that person and mm. um, so how can you kind of like navigate with that and still like find a way to explore this thing cuz sometimes it's a really um obvious answer but we don't have the skills to really talk about pleasure with more than two bodies right
0: right yeah and you know it's it's, it's funny because like of course i've been trying to like think like trying to bring listeners this topic but in like cuz sometimes when it comes to topics I've, i i feel like i have to pick the best person or like The person who has experience with this or the person who can talk to it the best. Um, So that's why I'm so glad we waited on this. But I feel like in the last few weeks, I've been having a lot of conversations about threesomes. And one of my friends looked at me the other day because we were talking about something. She said like, yeah. So like when I was younger and I had this threesome and I was like, what? You, you. You had Whoa. you had one. And she was like, Vanessa, I think you're the only person on the planet who hasn't had one. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Like, yeah. I, maybe I'm not hot enough. Nobody's proposed for me to be up in there more some. I don't know. Nobody's called me. I haven't gotten that text message like, hey, sis, what you doing? What are you doing a Friday night after work? No no one's invited me to one. So you know maybe <laughs> I'm like
1: where's your where's your event right for this?
0: Like, this I was like no one I've never been I've never been at you know at the at the the, the friends potluck and then we all feel the vibe. No one's invited me to that. So <laughs> You know, I think of like, but it's it's just funny how it may come up for people and it may not come up for people. And then, of course, like because no one's invited me to one, you know, the lens of looking at it through porn, it just seems like, of course, like typically I feel like when it's like group sex, it's all like everybody's a hot woman and everybody's just like doing the triangle like I, I I call it the triangle. So when I say the triangle, I mean one person's laying down, other person's right in the other person's face, and then the other person is coming around and they're getting like their titties felt up, and like people are making out, right? And then it's and then the other per the the other per the third person is like fingering the other person. So it's like everybody's in motion, everybody's <laughs> in action. And then when it comes to like the threesome, like you said, it's typically like two men. I'm sorry, two women, ha, two men. Ha, ha, yeah, Yeah, we're going to get to that in a second. (laughs) Two women, (laughs) two women and a man. And then you're right, like, everyone looks like they're into it. And, you know, like, everyone is just, like, feeling the vibe. And so I think what comes up for me and what folks have been asking me have been around, like, how do I even start to explore a threesome? And, I mean, that's a, of course, I don't have to answer because, again, I ain't on nobody's threesome threesome list. Um so
1: <laughs> I, I think so you're putting out like a subtle call to your list. <laughs> like, like,
0: come on, so, y'all, make me feel included too. Even if I do say no, like damn, invite me to the party still. I Shit. know, it's nice to be asked. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, somebody ask me. Um so <laughs> So what are you what do you feel are the top three rules? I guess, if there are any, and you could come up with as many as you want, but I'll say top three when starting to explore a threesome like, who goes where? Who does what? How do we even negotiate this? Am I like, listen, I am not receiving any tonight. So, what we're going to do is X, Y, and Z. Like, how do we even start this combo?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I think, like, one of the reasons. Um, I kind of have a a unique perspective on threesomes is that I tend to speak from the the third person's perspective Mm. so a female kind of seeking for threesomes is usually referred to as a unicorn um, because they're elusive everyone (laughs) wants one but no one can find one and I'll tell you why (laughs) Um, we forget that the third person often really has a lot of their own needs and desires Mm. that have nothing to do with ours and that everything really needs to be negotiated between the couple and the the third that's coming in. And of course, you can have three strangers sort of meeting up for a threesome, but really common scenarios is a couple um, and a single, whether that's an extra person of um, who's male or who's female, mm-hmm. it really depends. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the mistakes that people make when they're sort of learning um, or they start talking with their partner about it, and it's really exciting to kind of bring something up in a relationship that's a little bit different, that feels a little bit taboo, that feels a little bit exciting, and maybe a little bit dangerous because. You don't know what's going to happen with your emotions, mm. but it seems really sexy, right? Like, you know, you watch the porn. You're like, yeah, I want someone to, like, kiss me and eat my ass. Like, that's why like, <laughs> I can't do it. Like, <laughs> just, like, one partner, right? <laughs> I want simultaneous kissing. Yes!
0: Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. That's why you Gives see. All the you see, I'm. look at me, y'all. I'm right here. I like I like having simultaneous things. Still, nobody has called me. Anyway, carry on, Luna. Carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I think like if we're looking for kind of three ways to, to start to think about it, so whether you're the single or whether you're the couple, you really want to think about like, OK, you know, what are the things that are making me sort of excited about this? um scenario like like am i really interested in um you know having sort of this like one night stand in a in a threesome and fulfilling this fantasy or i have a specific thing i want to happen like i want two men to be with me or mm. I want two women to be with me um and like what is sexy about it like what what is turning you on about it what does your fantasy look like what are the little like vignettes of sexy group sex that are coming up for you cuz that also kind of helps slow things down. And so you can set some goals that aren't, you know, sort of just like, well, I want an extra pair of genitals, Mm. you know, like that's great. But like, what are you going to do when those genitals get there and they have feelings and they have like desires, (laughs) you know, as much as people kind of will set boundaries, sometimes that can be really off putting to the third person um, if they're not sort of engaged in getting their pleasure met as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't want to go to a threesome and feel like I really could have just been you know, like a sack of potatoes with lipstick, right? <laughs> like, like, I don't want to feel like I'm being objectified beyond, like, oh, I find this this whole scenario sexy, too, so let me tell you what's sexy about it and let's see how we can all take turns being the center of attention. Right. Um, So I think figuring out what you're excited about it and then figuring out what you're anxious about. So you may be, like, gung-ho to get your ass eaten and your mouth kissed and watch your partner maybe have sex with somebody else, but the moment someone kisses or cuddles or shows affection or intimacy, that may be something that causes you to feel insecure. You know, are you worried that your partner is going to leave or like the other person better, and then they're going to want to, like, you know, move in with them, and then they're, you know, you're going to be homeless and where you live and who's going to get your dog? So, like, you're going to, like spiral (laughs) into these, like, thought little tornadoes (laughs) rather than kind of just laying it out. Like, you know, we all have insecurities, and then when we go into sex and when we go into then even group sex, like, they get amplified by the situation because we start comparing ourselves to others, and, you know, all those, like, old wounds kind of Mm. come up, and, you know, whatever you're prone to outside of that situation is just going to end up getting heated, Um, so, like, putting it down on a list. I do this before every... Uh, group sex kind of adventure, whether it's I'm going to a sex club or whether I'm going to like meet a couple, um, I kind of make a list of anxious and excited. And at mm. least those things are sort of anchoring me. So when I start to get body shame or like I feel unconfident, I kind of go to my excited list and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here because I want to get kissed and get my assies. Mm. And I, <laughs> common, theme, common theme. I see you. I see you. Keeping
0: your own brands.
1: I see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also just figure out you know what's off limits so if anal is off limits if um, condoms and barriers are important for everybody if kissing's off limits if whatever I don't know whatever things you decide that you need to keep each other safe emotionally and physically like those should be negotiated beforehand
0: mm. I appreciate you saying that because you know both of us sex ed brain pops up and I'm like wait What do we do about the STIs? Like, are people talking through that? Does that even come up? Or, like, do we just say, like, nobody's doing anything unprotected tonight because we just don't know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, my favorite couple that I played with, um, they decided that even though they were married and um, not using any sort of barriers, that for the night he would use condoms with each of us. So if he was going to penetrate each of us, he would use a different condom Mm -hmm. for us. Um, and just to sort of, like, they wanted to even the playing field, and they also wanted to be mindful of, um, like, sort of, like, oral exchange between, like, vagina to mm. somebody else's mouth. And they were just very communicative, And but I've had other couples that are just sort of assuming that um, I'm the one, the single person is the one, bringing in potential risk. Oh, hell. And, you know, yeah, and I'm like, okay, when did you last get tested? What? Like <laughs> Ah. Uh, So yeah, having those conversations can just make everyone feel a lot safer.
0: Definitely. I appreciate that. I, I, I did not, you know, I feel like so much of what we do during sex is based off of the vibe, which of course, like, I feel like we're all trying to change with like, even just not only just with like consent, but just around just like making sure that you're getting what you want out of a situation. You're getting pleased the way that you want. And so it does require speaking up and saying and laying it out there, um, in regards to like what you're going to do versus what you're not going to do. Where we like, who's who's touching and kissing because you're right. Some people can see kissing as a very sensual thing. And I only do that with my partner versus like, why are you kissing my person kind of thing? So I think that's, yeah. Thank you for bringing that perspective. You see Things that I wouldn't know, y'all, because you know, <laughs> no one's invited me to the parties. You know what I'm
1: saying? You are so <laughs> gonna get so many invites.
0: <laughs> but okay, so since we're talking about the okay, since we're talking about the invites, and we we're, we're talking about how you started these classes based on your own experiences, what made you even open to? having or having group sex or even engaging group sex in in the first place was it something that you naturally was kind of like I'm kind of curious about this or was it like someone else who was like Luna here's an invite to my threesome (laughs) and come on over and you were Um, like all right I'll try it out and it ended up being like something that you enjoyed
1: yeah, um, I actually, I was married monogamously for nine years, mm. and after I left that relationship, um, I ended up seeing someone who was a lot more sexually open, who was, um, you know, into non-monogamy, consensual non-monogamy, mm. and um, really just sort of exploring like this, what would be considered a, a hedonist side of sexuality, and so mm. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> this sounds good. <laughs> this is totally <laughs> <And> so, opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went the exact other side of the coin <laughs> and uh it was interesting because like that's how I learned as a couple about three sons and it's also where I had my first same-sex experiences mm. and really learned about like my bisexual side um but it was also where I didn't know how to communicate and talk about like having pleasure that was um, inclusive of, mm. of mine, and not just because I was in a partnership that was open to threesome. Mm. And so sometimes we forget, like, if we've consented to the fantasy, it doesn't mean that, you know, that's sort of the end of the planning or the negotiation that. Like, everyone has to keep the lines of communication open so that along the way, you're not sort of ending up with um, people feeling left out mm. or dealing with their anxiety on their own. And I used to end up crying in the bathroom, like, at oh. a lot of threesomes and feeling mm. just, like, not good enough mm. or, like, oh, I don't know how to please this person or this person's not pleasing me, but my partner's having a good time with them. Mm. Um yeah and so it was it was really interesting, and then, as a unicorn, I really wanted to be a part of I thought it was delicious to like be a part of um a couple's affection and their they're like loving with each other and that they would invite me into that to have like a deeper intimacy with a third person mm. so I thought it was really sexy when couples were really sensual with me or like they were both sort of flirting with me, and they were so secure in their relationship that I didn't feel like this invited intruder, you oh, know like wow. Like, come in, but don't get too close. And wow. it's like, well, you're in my vagina. So, like, that's pretty close. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, kissing for me is a huge part of sex. So mm. for couples who, if they list in their ad or something like that, that they're not into sharing or kissing, that that's something they hold for themselves, that's great that they understand that boundary. But for me, I'm like, no, like, that's not even sex for me then. Like, it's not, mm. it's not the type of experience I was looking for.
0: Wow, Luna. I'm so glad you get to speak from your heart and your experiences, you know, since you've been invited. You know what I'm saying? All right. So-
1: Okay, we have to find you a threesome. Let's let's just find this. See here's we need the thing, to Reddit, because we can't go to Craigslist anymore. RIP Craigslist personals. But, well, <laughs> See Reddit. I here's Reddit the thing.
0: Next place. Here's <laughs> the thing. Watch, people are going to start flooding, and I'm going to be like, "No, guys, I just I just wanted the invite, but thank you so much. I feel so <laughs> great. Um, thank you. If I ever get to that part of my life, like I'll call you. Thank you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Just file them
1: away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so, okay. We talked about some of the, we talked about some of the emotions, right? And I feel like I'd be this type of person. Like, I have so many people that I know who had group sex or engage in group sex and and even things like they're in open relationships or open marriages. And the thing that keeps bringing me back, even though like I know all the great people and we've had like poly role models on the show who taught me like so much and I'm down for it for other people. I feel like my barrier to anything dealing with anything group is the jealousy part, like yeah. Let me tell you what you're not gonna do. You ain't gonna be touching my man's hand. Let me tell you what you're not gonna do. You're not gonna be kissing my man in the mouth. Okay, so it's just how how do you how do you overcome how do you overcome that jealousy? I feel I know I'm asking things out of out of order because I, I it's like I wanna talk about how do you bring this up to a partner, like say that you're feeling this or you want to have this. So, okay, you know what? We'll back up. How do you bring up having a threesome with a partner? And then later on, if we do get to this point, your partner consents. How do you avoid the jealousy? See, look at me correcting myself look at you go that was
1: great that was great (laughs) self-direction I liked it it was like you were a conductor of your own
0: (laughs) I was like I want to ask it so bad I want to jump ahead but
1: there's an extra step here (laughs) do and watch like other people having threesomes like the threesome fantasy can manifest in like a million different Mm. little kind of sensual vignettes and it doesn't even ever have to end up in penetration or um, like things that are that can be an an end goal if if people want to have a very very sexual threesome experience, but you can also have sensual um, experiences or even the fact that you're talking about this is so sexy because you may discover like another crevice or, um, you know, a little area of desire that your imagination can develop something really erotic together. Mm. but if it is like threesome focused, and and you sort of say like okay, babe, like tell me more, and you tell them more, um, and they are sort of like, well, yeah, like I'm I'm kind of worried I'm going to be jealous. I think that's a great place to start with, like, well, you know, well, what are you worried about? Mm-hmm. Like, what what's the the scenario that's going to happen. And if you're worried that your partner is going to leave you or they're going to like them better. And those are points of discussion to have and and to sort of talk about. And the one resource I always recommend to people who are in my workshops that are concerned about jealousy and lots of people are, it's totally normal to Mm. feel jealous and, you know, it's an emotion that can either be something that's like a passing bothersome storm or it can be something that maybe gives you an opportunity to go deeper into an insecurity that has really nothing to do about um, group sex, but maybe it's about something else. Right. Um, I really love more than two dot com. So more than two dot com gives you lots of resources on polyamory, on do's and don'ts, but it also gives you specific worksheets that you can use to help you explore jealousy. Um, and some of the tips are around, like, like kind of asking those questions, like, what am I afraid that's going to happen, or what am I feeling, and why am I feeling this, and what, you know, made me feel this. Because mm-hmm. maybe this recent fantasy was all hot until the person was like, hey, let's put up a profile and do it. Uh, right. You know?
0: so- <laughs> oh, now we're getting serious, serious, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm going back to No yeah. <laughs> Um And then kind of, like, talking about, I always recommend this for people Going to sex clubs as well, and um, to come up with goals that are beyond sexual stuff. So, mm. if you do social, sensual, and and sexual goals, and so a social goal may be like, hey, like maybe you want to go out to a sex club or a bar or a party or um, a swingers event, and um, like practice like flirting and watching your partner flirt and be desired by other people, but you know nothing's going to happen mm. that night. Like mm. you're just sort of experimenting with it. Um, and then a sensual experience could be, like, maybe you did go, go on, like, a date with uh, a couple or a date with a single, and maybe you end up in a three-way massage mm. or, like, you're sharing dirty fantasies or something. And then sexual, then you can start talking about, like, you know, eating ass and kissing at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> theme. Um Luna, as soon as you said that, I was like, damn, you were like a scholar in this shit. Because look at that, ghost. You had like a three, a a break it down three-way system. I like social. You said it was social, sexual.
1: And sensual. And
0: sensual. Girl, that's a a whole dissertation right there. I see
1: see you, Luna. (laughs)
0: I'm impressed. I am impressed, I know. I am I know. impressed.
1: Write a book about like from the unicorn perspective, like Tale from the Herd.
0: <laughs> I love it. No, I think that I think so much. I think there's I think when it comes to group sex, I think that there's so much around it. Um just personally as an outsider, right? I feel like every time I hear a friends um engaging in a threesome, it's never ever feels and this is just from my perspective from like the people that are around me and I feel like there's work that needs to be done around this it doesn't feel like it's ever generated if it's a heterosexual couple by the woman in the relationship Mm. it always feels like and the way that I feel like it's portrayed in media on like Anywhere, it's typically like the man in the relationship who's like, "Yeah, I always had this. I always wanted to do it, and like I'm gonna just get her to do with me. Like that's what I want. I want. I just want two women. I just want two women. And it never. And it always seems like a way. It's. It always feels like the one go-to way to spice up your relationship. So it's like, not is the spice gone? Is the romance gone? All right, let's spice it up with a threesome, and then. I, I like. I also said like it feels like it's very me- like driven by the man, and it's always based on like the sexual thing, not any of the the other aspects, the social or the sensual aspects, and the why. You know, I don't think the why is ever really talked about. It's always just like I always had this fantasy. I want to do it, and like I'm gonna shame or pressure or continually talk about this with my partner until, or you know, until this person finally gives in and consents and then i feel like it leads to either the person being like oh, i did it it was fine like and it feels very one-sided and and i i think that from an outsider's perspective like i just it just rubs me the wrong way which is probably why i'm kind of like mm, i don't know i don't and, and it always makes me wonder like you know did you know Did you want to do this? Did you want to be in this situation? How does this make you feel? And I think it gets into all of this nitty gritty stuff that you're talking about where you're, you might be feeling, um, left out, or you might be feeling undesirable, or you might be feeling like, wow, I didn't even really want to be here. I did this to just simply please my partner. And I never really got out all of the conversations that you just said, like, I feel jealous or like, why would you want to do this? Or do you not find me adequate enough? And I don't know how do we ch- how do we change that
1: yeah I I think those are are such real insights mm-hmm. you gave even though you've never been invited to a threesome okay and, <laughs> 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 I, but I think you're right I think like we don't we don't really talk about it and it's seen as kind of like something we do to take one for the team for our partner mm-hmm. relationship so that we can spice it up Um, and, and that can be, um, that can be really fun for some people and, and they see a playfulness in, in kind of doing that and not really thinking too much about it. And then for other people, it can be a missed opportunity to, you know, explore like, well, why are some of the reasons that we're feeling stale in Mm, the first place? Right. And another way to also look at it is, um, I have had probably the shittiest experiences with couples that were looking to spice up their relationship. And now that's a red flag for me when I look at couples profiles. Wow. Because, like, it's like I, I'm going to come spice up your relationship and what are you going to offer me, you know? Like, right. I want to see a couple write a profile that says, like, oh, we love to cuddle and, you know, we like candy and we're really <laughs> good at oral effects. Great. <laughs> like, three out of three. Right. <laughs> but most couples are, like, oh, like, looking to spice up our relationship, no drama, unicorn emoji. And I'm like, right. you know, like, that's not, right. that doesn't, mean that you're thinking from a place of, like, other people's pleasure. You're not Mm. thinking about, like, oh, like, what am I offering this third person that's coming into the relationship? They become a little bit more of an object. Um, And then I think, like, sometimes people or couples feel keeping that person an object helps maintain a boundary over their emotional insecurity. Mm. And so they kind of hook all of that on the fact that, you know, we're treating this person like an object so that they don't, you know, kind of disrupt our fragile, like, emotional ecosystem. Right. Um, and if you're someone who's in a threesome and you don't want to end up crying in the bathroom like I did um, and something goes wrong or you thought it was hot and then it, it started to not be hot, um, you know, there are ways to kind of maintain your emotional safety. And like one of them is sort of thinking about a signal or a connection or a phrase with your partner that like kind of says, hey, like I'm not feeling this right now or we need to change something up. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of ones that used to like uh, they would go and take a smoke break. Um, when they wanted to kind of like talk about things and and I was kind of like, okay. And they actually just told me that they're like, we're really new to this and we're checking in with each other and like, we'll come back and check in with you. Um, and I thought that was great. And so even just saying like, I need a little break and everyone agrees that when one person calls that, like everyone takes a break, get some water, get hydrated, you know? (laughs) Yeah keep your threesome fluids like full um, and just like, <laughs> like reflect in the moment. right? Um, Cause no one wants to be that person, right? Like everyone wants to be the confident, savvy, like threesome goer yeah. and, you know, a sexy partner who doesn't get jealous. And, and, but the reality is is like a lot of us do. And so um, one thing I also use is having a mantra and, um, for some people mantras can be kind of thought divergers and so you're kind of going down the path of like I'm not good enough, I'm not hot enough, right. I'm not sexy enough, they're gonna like me better and so just stop those thoughts like maybe call the I need a little break and then really kind of recenter yourself and yeah. so my mantra is that um, I'm beautiful, I'm enough and I have everything I need yes. and so nothing's like taking me out of those places and but all of my insecurities want to tell me I'm not good enough, that I don't have everything I need, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. It wants to pull me into that hole. Because a lot of the things we've been socialized around, around monogamy and sex and pleasure and all of our, our shame that we bring into those experiences. Mm. Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, this is look at look at us getting deep. See, this is what happens I when know. you when you talk to a group sex scholar up in this bitch. Like you just start going <laughs> deep. Because what's coming up for me as well, just as like a part two to that question, I guess my next question is. How as if, as people who identify as women, how do we gain our power um, in in a group sex situation? Because again, as an outsider, yeah. I feel like when we do see group sex and it's mostly men, mostly men and a woman, it feel it's like it's, it feels very violent. It feels yeah. very like again. This woman didn't bot like just doing this for the pleasure of the men that are in this room or that for the men that are here. Rather, it being like, I'm here to take every single dick and do everything. Like, it's just never feels that way. And it feels very um, it feels very distorted. And so I think and 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 I asked this as well because a lot of the questions that came uh to my inbox um, have all been around just women being like, well, how do I get more men involved? (laughs) How do I, you know, how do I like bring this up to my partner? So it's not skewed in the other direction that it typically feels like it's always skewed in where it's two women and a man. And so I, I just feel like it's just very loaded. And I think, I think there's a lot that goes with that. I think it's misogyny at times i feel like it's male pleasure that's always centered that can contribute to it um i think it could be a lot of things and so yeah how do we as as women or people who identify as women how do we gain our power in the situation and how do we encourage more more peens in the
1: threesome okay <laughs> um I I love that question. More peen. How do we multiply the (laughs) peen in the situation? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think um, uh, the ideas of, like, misogyny are totally on point. um, And the idea of, like, homophobia. We don't Mm. allow men the fluidity Mm. of of kind of, like, by curiosity or bisexuality um, in the same way that we've sexualized it for for women. Yes. Right? Come on, sex scholar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've totally been like, oh, like, this is sexy, but this is not. Mm. And... Um so it's it's frustrating, I think maybe there there are lots of um men out there who might be open to the experience, but um you know feel that it's going to say something about their masculinity mm-hmm. or about their sexuality, and they may not want to admit that to their partner um they could also be feeling like I felt like this when I had my first same sex experience in a threesome because I didn't know how to please someone of of the same sex, so mm. it was. Um, a lack of skill and kind of like fear around that and some men may also feel that way Mm. or showing like they do have skill like what does that also say about them yes Um, yeah so I think it's really hard and I think one thing um, that I found even sort of dating online and looking for male male threesomes with um, men who are interested in playing with each other during the threesome because a lot of times we'll see men who will say they're interested in um, a threesome with a female um and a another male but they don't want any interaction with the other male right, and, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's okay too like that can be you know a fantasy for some women love the idea of like being the center of attention like yeah. it's all about you in that situation and then other times you kind of want the group sex to feel more of like a group experience and not just sort of like a two-on-one right Um, so I find if I'm looking for a a group kind of experience with, um, men who are heteroflexible or bisexual, I'll have to ask even the dudes who are identifying as straight on their profiles, um, or heterosexual on their profiles. And I'll just say like, Hey, are you open to buy stuff or, and lots of times people will be like, yeah, but I didn't want to put that on my profile. Yeah. So we have like such like a societal sort of shaming around men who are, um, curious about or being like fluid in their sexuality. And so creating more affirming, basis for that is great. Like, if you're the one to bring it up and say why it would be sexy and talk about some of the assumptions around it. A lot of times men think that um, having a male-male-female threesome makes them submissive or Mm. it it just they kind of map on other types of dynamics that might not even be present. Um so really talking about like what are the types of things you would like to do in that scenario and like what are the types of things that are you won't do? And so kinda of using like a will, want, won't gotcha. um yeah, list and, and just kind of, you know, talking about it more. But I mean the shame piece is really difficult because for women, um, you know, we our, our pleasure is often centered according to the male desire in in mainstream porn, and it's not necessarily representative of all the ways we could explore threesomes or, like, even, like, feel really good about, like, group sex. And so we don't get the space to always bring up our fantasies, Mm. and male pleasure then kind of dominates, even in relationships that are more open and more communicative, it can... Dominate if we're not comfortable saying, like, hey, this is a thing I like, right? You know, and this is the thing that I'm curious about. And so, if your partner brings up the threesome, you could be like, oh, okay, like, let me go watch some porn and read some erotica and figure out what's also gonna do it for me, right? Independent of you, and then let's talk about what we want to do together.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Go masturbate.
0: <laughs> That's the thing, right? I just like it's just so funny, funny because as soon as I posted that we were talking about this, I got so many comments, questions, texts that were like, "Okay, well, I need to know how to bring this up to, you know, my, you know, my, my partner, my, my male men partner, uh, to, in order in like to get them to bring another man into this situation. And I felt like it was so common because I feel like that's probably a barrier for a lot of people for the same reasons that you, uh, just brought up. So I do, I'm, I'm honing in on the talking to your partner about what's in it for them too because i feel yeah. like i feel like some women are like i'll take it in the butt and i'll give head at the same time and it's going to be great <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then and then that way those two men if they're like staunchly against against doing anything with each other um i guess that can help alleviate some of that pressure because totally. if we if we turn it around on like i want these things to happen and i want you know, more peens in, at, the, at the table. It really, yeah, it's, it's really going to be a conversation, especially for people who have not fully explored their sexuality or aren't comfortable with even thinking about, you know, another person with a penis in the situation being up in here.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. I mean, some people kind of have this like, you know, mental block towards even like another penis being around. (laughs) And, you know, that's something that's like, I mean, you can to a certain degree, some of us have the ability to kind of like open up um, mental blocks through experiences that feel safe mm. and you know sensual so for example like you could have a threesome that was playing with voyeurism and exhibitionism and maybe yeah. the other penis is just like jerking off to watching you and your partner have sex mm. and so that's sort of like a slower entry right? right or maybe the other way is like maybe your partner is gonna have sex with the other penis and you're gonna jerk off and it's right. gonna be like your partner is performing porn with a stranger for you or, or whatever it is but,
0: but, what? <laughs> hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> tell you i'll tell you y'all wait till i get these invites and decline them y'all just wait um <laughs> all right so we so we brought a, i i i summarized um i summarized uh, a, a majority of the guest questions and i like to say all y'all i see y'all i understand penises in the house. Let's get it going. I understand why it might be a barrier. So I hope that this is a little bit helpful in trying to have this conversation. So I summarize majority of the um, questions, but I have another one for you. Do you have some time Mm -hmm. for a listener question, Luna?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: All right. All right. So I got this question and this person didn't say if I could use their name or not. So I'm just going to keep it at Nini. Uh, okay. Nini says, background, long-term relationship with bisexual male. Did not know about sexuality until a year into the relationship and found out because partner was displaying feelings towards male best friend. Long story short, I overcame, I understood, and continued to love. We have had conversations about having threesomes, and I know I am attracted and interested in having <laughs> MMF male, male, female <laughs> experiences, <laughs> but I'm scared slash worried about what happens after and feelings that could surface after or during. How do I set boundaries with the bisexual male, male, female experiences? Or do you even set boundaries? The other question is, how do you have that conversation and what happens after that? Thanks, Nini. Saluna, so, I'm putting it on you.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, (laughs) Mimi. What you Um, got? (laughs) I think it it sounds actually like Mimi has, a you know, uh, kind of a ripe relationship to be able to talk about some of these things. Like they already had conversations around, you know, sexuality that um, emerged as a... um, but like a a different dynamic in their relationship when they were together. Right. So that's really cool. I love that they're already, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about this and talking about like his experiences Um, and like kind of keeping the lines of communication open and expecting that a threesome may, a male, male, female threesome may be a part of their dynamic, but it doesn't have to be the only kind of sex that they have. Okay. Um, I think sometimes when people explore like kinks or um you know, group sex or fetishes, they feel like this is the only way their partner is, is gonna get turned on and like am I gonna have to do this all the time in order for them to feel this heightened desire for me. Yeah. Um and so kind of like talking about that, if that's a little bit of an issue, like if there's gonna be too many dicks in the relationship <laughs> to like you're trying to get all the dicks and now there's like dicks flying all over the right, place. Like, like right. a box of dicks. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, really thinking about, like, are there fantasies that, um, you know, she wants to explore that are focused on, like, the two penises, but maybe are also heightening a, a side of herself? And so maybe this is the idea of, like, being worshipped by two people or celebrating femininity in contrast to, like, all this masculinity. Mm. Or maybe there's, like, a, a scene that she wants to play out that would require two dicks, like, you know, one in the bum and, and one in your mouth yeah. or two in your vag or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so, like, again, like, thinking about the, um, the ways in which those, those scenes sound really sexy and sound really erotic. But if there's anything that's coming up that's, like, making her anxious to think about it, I think, like, that anxious, excited list is a good place to start and kind of making it on her own and then talking with her partner about it. Because sometimes, like, we start talking about these fantasies and we feel like if we put too many limitations around it that we're not going to be as cool or as open or as, like, adventurous as we want to be. But the the great part of fantasies, especially in a, a relationship dynamic like they have, is that they can start super slow. So they can go as fast as the slowest person and, and really just sort of build in directions that feel good and then pull away from things that didn't feel so good or that they felt bothered by, or, you know, made someone like feel insecure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, So I think like talking about it and then make, you know, creating boundaries even around the the process of, like, searching for someone. Like, she may not want to play with someone that he already has a dynamic with because maybe that feels like she's going to be the outsider. Mm. Maybe they search for someone together. They write a profile together. Um, it includes both of their interests. And, you know, they set parameters around, like, okay, like, we're both going to check this account. We're both going to have to meet the person. Yeah. Like Like, I think having boundaries, especially when you're not sure how you're going to feel about something, um, is great, and then having you know those boundaries be fluid and flexible to you know whatever you decide later on once you're more confident or once you have a better sense of what it feels like, then you can always renegotiate them.
0: All right, wow, so good. Now I'm going. Nini didn't ask this, but I'm going to add to this question, right? So. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, so I know you've talked about like communicating the insecurities, communicating like where they might be jealous and just even communicating like where this want for a threesome, uh, where, where it comes from. But now what if like one of my insecurities is like I'm afraid that in this case, like say that the bisexual partner has never really acted on the bisexual side. And my fear is like, you're going to enjoy that shit that I can't do for you so much that I'm afraid you're going to love it so much. And you might not want to be with me anymore. Like how do we even like, I'm putting it on the table, but like what if the person is like, yeah, I don't, I don't know because I've never experienced Like I've never experienced that before. Like how, where do you go from there? Or, like, how
1: do you even...
0: Bro- yeah, I don't... How do you approach that?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's, like... It, it really tugs on our insecurities about relationships yeah. and some of our, like... False security. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like someone could leave us any time. Like, and commitments, But it's not just because you know, the other person turns you people. out. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Got it. But I think, but I think it's real, I and mean, I don't think just because it's like sort of, you know, I, I can't just reduce it to like base like social conditioning, <laughs> right? Like, you know, because you still want to have the threesome, right? So, um, <laughs> I think it also happens like in all other kinds of threesomes because you feel like if you agree to this fantasy, and maybe it does. Go so well that you all of a sudden become not good enough. Um, you know, that's kind of creating a pathology towards like your worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And so you can create a pathway towards like the best case scenario as well. And that the best case scenario is that, you know, you have a good time, you learn something about yourself, and then you have this like sexy experience that you and your partner shared together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the middle case scenario is just sort of like, oh, like maybe you went in, you kind of made some mistakes, you got a little jealous. You still, you know, went home, whether you're the single or you're the the partnered people, and you reflect on that, and you learn about it, and you talk about it. I think Mm -hmm. one of the mistakes I made in the beginning was that I suffocated all those feelings and bothersome moments. Mm. Like, I didn't bring them up. I didn't say, like, hey, I was kind of worried that you were going to leave me because I felt stupid saying that. Yeah. And and I didn't feel like, oh, like, I don't want to be – I want to be this, like, cool, sexy, adventurous, like, <laughs> confident, you know? Right. Threesome, like, goer. And, and I just wasn't. Like right. This. But having, you know, had partners since then where I had much better communication and also I owned my pleasure a lot more. And yeah. I wasn't willing to, like, take one for the team. And I never coached couples to do that. Um. You can always find ways to be like sexually creative and have some like empathy for yourself, and right. that you might fuck up, and you might not be the cool one, and you might like feel a little bit bothered. But um, like being able to to communicate about that is a beautiful way to build mm. connection through the the sexual adventurousness. You know, it's not just sort of like a wild kind of pursuit of all of these things. It's also an opportunity to like grow emotionally right. and and erotically.
0: Right. Oh, Luna, I could talk to you all day long. Has anyone ever told you? that? I can it? talk about three times all day. Long. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so interesting. I just I, you know, just talking to a scholar like you just wow. Okay, all right. So I know I'm running low on time, so I have one more question. And this is I yeah, think this sure. is on the on the uh wavelength of all the hypothetical questions. Okay. So, all right, what happens? If like your your group sex, uh, more sex, threesome desire is not matched within a relationship. So, for instance, you have a couple and, you know, everyone we're having the conversations. We're listing out our insecurities. We're open to this. We're going to do this. We're putting out the ad. We're doing all these things together. Right. And then the you know, one of the parties is like, all right, we did it. Whew, that was great. Tried it. Good, I'm good. And then now the other person is like, oh man, like this is this is what I wanna do now. Like this is part of me. I wanna like keep doing these. How do you reconcile a mismatched urge, desire for Yeah? These, yeah, for these oh my yeah, situations.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good one. And because I think people struggle with that with like Um, other types of of sexual fantasies Mm -hmm. and even like sex drive, and Mm. um, I've definitely had like mismatches in uh, relationships and I think you know there are a couple of ways um, or more than a couple I think there's lots of ways to kind of creatively address um, meeting people's uh, needs and pleasures and um, figuring out, like, okay, like, we tried this thing, and it was fun, and now you're kind of, like, not into it, but I want to do it all the time. Right. Um, and so, like, what outlets are available for for both people, and so talking about, like, well, why don't you want to do it, and why do you want to do it, and, and having that conversation, and um, so if someone's, like, oh, my gosh, I really loved that, you know, she was into, like, strapping it on for me, and, like, you're not really into that, and then you could be, like, oh, well, I, I could get into it. That's, right. like, your thing, <laughs> like, I love seeing you get pleasure no it's not a hard limit for me and like oh like that's that's cool um so like keeping i think sometimes we get focused on like the activity and we forget about like all the flavors and intentions and like deliciousness that we're like you know when we're feeling ourselves in those moments and and what those actually look like so if it was like oh she was more dominant and that was really fun to watch um sometimes if it is about like more bodies um you may want to do things together like have um an opportunity to fulfill each other's fantasies Mm -hmm. like you kind of take turns and so it's like oh we you would like to have a threesome every month but I don't want to so like maybe you know we put all of our fantasies in a jar and like we decide to like make each other's fantasies come true like once a month um Right. Like, I think that'd be so sexy. I like, like just it. having like this, like, I want to make you feel like the sexiest you've ever felt. You know, like I want to deliver to you your fantasy. Um, and it feels really great to give
0: right. and to like
1: see someone like receive pleasure from your giving. Mm. Um, so you could do that. And I mean, even if you don't, you want to cut the other bodies out completely. You could do things like um, sex clubs or sex parties mm-hmm. where you are voyeurs. And And so you can really enjoy like even like um, going to resorts like hedonism mm-hmm. or cruises or things like that where there's nudity and, and sex positivity. Um, you can enjoy like getting each other turned on by other people, but right. not necessarily going to play with them. Gotcha. Whew. Yeah, a scholar <laughs> a scholar oh.
0: <laughs> Luna I had an amazing time per usual talking with you thank you so much for making time to be on with us thank you so much for letting like giving us a oh. I'm, I'm telling you, you gotta, you got I'm telling you, this is a dissertation right here. That, that three, that three-way framework <laughs> right there, that social, that, that sensual, yeah, that sexual, come on. Yes. Yeah. The three S's. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge per usual and doing it while you were a little sick. Okay. Thank you. Aww, Dedication. Thank you. I appreciate it. So where can we find you? And do you have any upcoming events that we can support you on?
1: Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And I'm so glad that you create this space to like talk about these kinds of things. I love talking with you about it. And I hope this helps some people and we inspired some more groups. sex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or so invitations. So, so let me say, fairy.
0: let me say no. <laughs> Let me say, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you can find me on my website at www.lunamatadas.com. It's like Hakuna Matadas, but Luna Matadas. <laughs> um, and I have several articles on there about threesomes and busting myths and how to avoid awkwardness. And then my favorite article is 10 Things That Couples Do That Make Me Want to Fuck Them. Oh, um, <laughs> <so> okay. You, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And, <laughs> upcoming events. I'm teaching in Toronto quite a bit in the next couple of months, Um, but I'm also going to be uploading a bunch of skills for kind of sexy things um, on my YouTube channel, which I've just started to add videos to. You can find Luna Matata's uh, there and okay, this is my favorite one cause speaking of like group sex, um, I just opened up tickets for my Beauties and the Beach getaway to hedonism <gasps> next year. Go ahead! Yeah, so May, May Yay! I'm going for a bunch of babes to hedonism. So if you're curious about that, that'll be on my website too. Look, I'm so proud you of you you a guru in yeah in Jamaica oh my god come with me That's we amazing. Can that to from there. listen I'ma come with I you i am get you a threesome there I'ma I'm sure. come with you
0: and then I'ma let everybody ask me for a threesome and buy me drinks all night and then I'ma be like you know what y'all emotionally socially sensually uh uh-uh. uh uh Not my thing, y'all. Not my thing.
1: (laughs) That's okay. We'll just
0: walk around watching people. Yes! Which I'm down with. I'm down for that. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Send me all that info, and I'll put it in the show notes, and everybody, you can find all of the website, all of the workshops. I will put that all in the show notes
1: for you. Oh, awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Luna, it has been, of course, amazing talking with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sending the time. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always say gracious, best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. okay ladies, now let's get information. I know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always that racist, that's it's